Okay, well, let's start episode 35 of the Current Gen Podcast. I'm, my name is Tim. I'm here with Derek and Dan. Thank you, boys, for staying up late. I know it's really late for you, so I appreciate it. I mean, we're big boys. Did you we just assume my gender? Uh, yeah, I did. I know you well enough at this point that there is no way you're a female. There's just <laughs> no way. I mean, but the pants, though. It, yeah. Maybe it's detachable, like... It could be. You can remove it and put it back. I mean, I don't know. It's it might be. Don't understand. I wear it like a cup. <laughs> so you it's baggy. Oh. Push it up. Okay. Cup style. So like um on uh Ace Ventura. Yeah. So like if Captain, if oh my Captain are looking at yes. that area and they look, and they do look, they're expecting something to be down the leg, but in mm-hmm. reality, there's just a hump there. It's like a little. Cup. Sure. There's. I think that's a different reason for that. But I think um. Uh, I've seen, listen, I've seen Silence of the Lambs, so I know how this works. Hmm. All right. Finkel. Finkel is Einhorn. Um, that, uh, that, that movie uh, haunted me for that movie, years, by the way. That movie is messed up. Yeah, it's really good, but it's messed it's up. A masterpiece. It is. But you know what? I think Red Dragon is actually really close to being as good. It's not, I'm not saying it's as good, but it's close. Uh, Hannibal was, was that not like the sequel or something. It's actually the prequel, so it's got Ed there's Norton a few in of it. Them, right? Yeah. Um, there's a there's a few. Yeah, Hannibal was the want. Hannibal was the sequel, and I didn't think it was quite as good, although it was still entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, but Red Dragon is the prequel. It shows how um, the cop he became what he was blanking in yeah. on his name. How he captures, and that's not a spoiler. That's like the whole idea is has how did he how did Hannibal Lecter get discovered for what he really was? But anyway. That's a really a Red Dragon was fantastic, and so Silence of the Lambs is a classic. I think it's probably the best in the series, but I do think Red Dragon is. I'm trying to think of the the villain. It's the guy who played Voldemort in uh, the Harry Potter movies, but I'm blanking out on his name. You've seen him uh, before. Yeah, um, yeah, I can't I can't remember off the top of my. Head. But the concept yeah. is similar, where Ed Norton's trying about. to hunt down this horrible killer played by the Voldemort actor, and he ends up working with at the time I think he's like a therapist named Hannibal Lecter. And as he, as Hannibal Lecter is consulting with uh, him to help him catch this guy, some things start to get uncovered. It's really interesting. All right. Anyway, hey, it is Halloween weekend. By the time people are listening to this, Halloween's over and you've shifted into um, yes. holiday mode, right? Hopefully, maybe. Um, actually, yeah. by the time people are listening to this, they're looking at yes. just over a week for the next gen systems to start coming out. So that is crazy. <gasps> that is crazy. Yeah, we were actually talking. Daniel and I were actually talking about it before, um, obviously, we were recording. And I said, you know, we talk, I mean, I talk almost every day about next gen. Like, it's an obsession now. I'm, I'm real excited for it and everything. And then a couple of days ago, I was looking at the calendar. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Holy crap, we're two weeks away. Yeah, It's so soon. I, yeah, now, for me, I obviously, really, I really didn't believe that. I really felt like we were months away still. Yeah. That's the one advantage of them waiting so long to open up pre-orders is it it, it comes up quick, but um, that doesn't alleviate the frustration that that accompanies. Actually, it. less than two weeks, right? Because technically, Xbox yeah. is the tenth. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like by the time people listen to this, on yeah. usually our, most of our listeners tune in around between Monday and Wednesday. 
by the time they're listening, they are just over a week away from uh, from the first of those two consoles dropping. Um, but for Which me, of course, the, the what were you saying? I was just gonna say, for me, unfortunately, I think I'm gonna end up getting both of them on like around the 17th, so I'm gonna have to wait longer. We'll see. You'll be all right. And I, I definitely awesome. won't have either one uh, at launch. I'm still gonna scope out a few stores. Um, I don't know that I'll do a, any say, kind of crazy should, midnight thing, but I'm gonna start scoping out some stores. Store. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go to a store, but you gotta, you gotta go early. Yeah, like you can't right. just show up at the store; it's gonna be gone before. Well, and when I say that, I don't mean necessarily on launch day, but I'll be keeping track of it over the following oh, okay. weeks to see if I. You're can't just grab looking it. at PS5. You're not interested yeah. in Xbox right now. Yep, I'd love. To, I I want to grab a PS5. I'd love to get one by Christmas time. Um, if not, that's fine. Um, but I would love to get one by Christmas time. But um, you should be able to do that. I think so. I think so. I think if I scope out the right stores, you should definitely try to just get it on Black Friday. That should be the easiest day. Oh, okay, good. You won't yeah. get murdered for being white and having a PS5. You yeah, won't no. get murdered at all. There's been Dude, no casualties be, on that day whatsoever. This is going to be the weirdest Black Friday ever because so many stores have already been looted hmm. that there's nothing left. It's going to well, be I'm I mean, just Cyber Monday. The, the news stories that Black Friday is somehow racist. Because of <laughs> yes. Or black people should get all things free on Black Friday. Hmm. All right. Well, on that note, yes. we're going to move on to other conversations here. Uh, <laughs> we don't have any black listeners. And if we do, they would probably be laughing and be like, I like the fact that white boy says stupid stuff. Yeah, dumb <laughs> white true. boy. Yeah, because we don't do a video version of this at the moment. So in case you guys couldn't tell, all three of us Although are pretty I do white. Spell Even Daniel, Derek who's not totally white. A black. <laughs> do you? I mean, well, I am, but... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the way I spell Derek is a black version of Derek. Most white Derricks are D-E-R-R-I-C-K. I mean, it's I really just however you want to spell it. No. You could put Most like... Most black Derricks are D-E-R-E-K. Trust me, I've done studies. How? Do, what about Tim? Sure you have. Hmm? What about Tim? What about Timothy's? No yeah. black person's called Tim. Except <laughs> Tim Duncan, and he's like white. He's like that's, that's, that's racist. That's racist. Don't tell Zuckerberg because he'll shut us down right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, today marks. Well, we're recording this on a Friday, so um, by the time you're listening to this, you will have already had access to. Uh, I think they're calling it Chapter Nine, which is pretty much Episode One of the second season of Mandalorian. And I'm pretty excited. I just finished rewatching the first season, and I really love that show. I I really enjoy it. It's it's got its flaws, but it also, to me, the flaws are very charming. Just like. Like I really get Firefly vibes from it. If you guys watched Firefly show that everyone thinks of fondly mm-hmm. as like the perfect show, it was super cheesy at times. And some of those episodes were total filler, very campy, but still fun. And Mandalorian is the same way. It's got a couple of episodes that really aren't that beneficial to the overall story. Like when they go to protect that village, that whole episode is like, what is this? But that's very Firefly. Um, yeah. So anyway, I'm re- I really enjoy I think that. that was just, wasn't that just kind of the build the relationship between was. him and that other Buffy yep. chick? Yep. Okay. Um, there was a purpose. It just wasn't like an overarching purpose. And it just kind of felt cheesy, right? Where there was like this villager woman who keeps making eyes at him and stuff. And I don't know. It's all very cheesy. We're going to train them up and then they're going to help us fight. You know, it's that it's very hokey, but still, in my opinion, like a charming kind of cheesy. I didn't dislike it at all. Cobra Kai. Yeah, dude. By the like way, Cobra Kai season three in January. 
I haven't gotten through season two. Actually, I only I watched like season one like basically in one day. And very uh, very cliffhangery at the end of season two. So anyway, what were you saying, Dan, about Mandalorian? Oh, it's just it. Does it seem like one of those things? One of those situations where like they're like, oh, the season one was so successful they're not quite sure or they weren't quite sure where they were going to go with season two. Maybe like they kind of added some fluff that wasn't necessary or maybe possible, yeah. but there's only eight episodes. Okay. I liked that too. I liked that it was a, uh, a shorter season. I don't like that. It comes out once a week, but I don't blame them for it. It yeah. maintains, it maintains the viewership. Um, they, the Amazon did that with the boys season two as well. And with that one, I just waited until, I think I waited till like yeah. the week before the last one came out because then I was able to just binge through. Um, so with Mandalorian, though, I, I'm really excited. I'll I think that's watch just it the best way to do weekend. that. Yeah, I mean it's smart, right? It's, it's yeah, that's just the best way to do that. Smart. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So, oh no, I meant like I like to I like to binge it now. It's like for me, like watching episode by episode is like old TV, and to me, that's dead. Like uh, I got you. Just give me what I want to watch, and I'll watch it at my pace. You know. I gotcha. Yeah, for me, I that's my personal preference as well, is to be able to have access to it all yeah. at once. But from a business yeah. perspective, I guess I was thinking of it from that perspective, the way to do it is yeah. at least one a week, you maintain interest and viewership. Um, maybe not with all your shows, but to yeah, do it with yeah. some is not a bad idea. Um, so Well, and you also don't want people to pay for one month to get an entire show and then cancel. Yep, which they you will do. You want to try to, if you can, if it's possible, to at least extend it to two two months, force them yep. into two months. And you're trying to hook them too, so. Well, the timing... release like a successful show like Mandalorian or what's the one that just came out, season two, The Boys. The Boys, You right. want to release those and then spread them out and then try, I don't know if they've done it, try to release other stuff or advertise other stuff that you want them to get hooked on. That's Yeah, especially your, your new series. Yeah. yeah, the timing of it is really good because the final episode should air, I think, the week before Christmas, something like that. So then you get that Christmas break and people will c- continue to watch and binge and all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's good timing on, on their part. Um, so it's either you get one episode a week now, or just pretend like the entire season releases in December and then binge it all then, whatever. All right. So uh, a couple things that we are playing and I wanted to throw it to you guys first for some stuff or, or watching playing or watching, but I did see this one was interesting. I'm not sure which one of you added this to the notes was Jurassic world evolution. Which one of you is playing this one? Yeah. I mean, come on. You can't <laughs> let's let's just do like a A B and maybe C if you want to do all of the above. Sure. A is Derek. B uh-huh. is Daniel. Well, why do you get to be A? Why are you A class? Like you're clearly better. D so class. Tim, take a wild guess. <laughs> yeah. A, B, or C, who's playing Jurassic Trash? Go okay. on. I gave you a little hint right there. First of all, what little kid, or especially boys, mainly it seems like it's usually boys, but I'm sure girls like dinosaurs also. Like, what little kid doesn't like no. dinosaurs? It's true. Literally me. You never liked dinosaurs as a no. kid? No. At all? No. Well, you're no maybe you are. Maybe you are female. Well, <laughs> um, Dan, I really like this game a lot. And yeah, it's actually coming yeah. out on the Switch soon. I'm going to be really curious to see if this plays well, performs well on the Switch. 
it's one mm-hmm. that I'm considering double dipping on because I, I think I got it for like four dollars on PC or something. It was some silly sale on CD keys a while back. Um, but are you yeah. playing this on console? Or are you playing on PC? Yeah, it was uh, it was on really good sale on PS4 um, like last month, I think. And I just finally was like, oh, I'll I'll play this. Um, so, I, I mean, like I was saying, I love dinosaurs as a kid. The first profession I ever said as a kid, I was like, I want to be a paleontologist. And then I got to be an adult and realized that there was no money in that. Then you watched um, Friends and saw that that just made Ross a big nerd. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't want to be a Ross. I don't want to be a Ross. <laughs> Um, but I love the Jurassic Park movies um, and just I love these sim kind of games where like you build mm-hmm. like a village or in this case, you're building a park and there's yep. all this kind of micromanaging um, with dinosaurs. So that's yep. interesting. Um, yep. But I like like the terraforming in the land. Like I like like I'm very specific about like the layouts and like I, I want the land to be nice and flat and then like maybe some hills in certain parts. Like there's a lot mm-hmm. of customization um, and it lets you do a lot of things. Um, but you have to unlock that stuff, which I don't like. I don't like yeah. that you have to like play the campaign and unlock the islands as you go along to unlock more things that you can put on the islands. Doesn't sandbox mode let you have everything out of the gate? No, at least not that oh. I not that I can tell. I don't know if maybe PC is different, but as far as the oh, console okay. version, okay. Um, you have to actually play the campaign and unlock the mm. new buildings and and find the new fossils in order to keep kind of adding more and more on so well that's not great but no. there is a nice sense of progression as you play that game especially yes. unlocking dinosaurs and what do you think about their system of unlocking dinosaurs where you send out teams on expeditions and yeah. do you like that yeah i i think it's cool because it's yeah. it's essentially they they make it like a task like anything else in the game you have all these different tasks. You go to the building or you pull up the menu, however you want to do it, whether you're clicking on the building or just pulling up the menu. Um, so it's just one of those things you send them out and they usually are mm-hmm. back within like a minute or so, depending on, yep. I think the distance of where you send them to. Yep. Um, and then you, I just kind of go off and, and check to make sure the, the park is doing well. No dinosaurs are busting out being a pain mm-hmm. in my side. Um, mm-hmm. But I like, I actually think that's cool. I had a moment in the last session I was playing where like the, um, I obviously don't know all of the dinosaur names, but the ones with like the thick skulls, like the, the really hard the ones that it, ram things with their yes, heads, like yeah. literally five times busting through the fence, like the electric mm-hmm. fence. And I was like, dude, what are you doing? I ended up just selling yeah. them. Cause I was like, I'm tired of your nonsense. Like, um, <laughs> yep. but they kept busting out. So I like how you can like actually get the helicopter and then you like, you basically, commanded to go over and tranquilize them and you yep. see the helicopter like fly over it's like following them as the dinosaurs just rampaging through the park and all this <laughs> all this you know the the park goers are like screaming and well i like how there's a little emergency button you can hit too where it's like yes. everyone go to the shelter and then yeah. lock down because the dinosaurs but it lowers the rating of the park too it does but it, yeah. i mean that fluctuates so mm-hmm. yeah well, not as yeah, much it's, as people cool, dying but... will lower it that happened to me yeah, where yeah i've exactly. had i've had velociraptors that i had I got them way too early. I didn't have the right enclosures or all the items I needed to keep them happy. And they got so mad and they kept ripping, even though I had a bunch of them, I had like four or five of them because they need a big herd to stay happy, but they were always mad and Mm -hmm. they kept ripping down the fence and just going on these rampages, (laughs) just killing people. And I was like, man, I'm bad at this. But, um, uh, I love, I love the way that one kept doing. He just kept busting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's and that's what's cool too with the dinosaurs. There's very, it's very specific. Like, there's obviously the ones that like to go in herds. So you kind of try to 
have more of a certain one and um or like some of them don't get along obviously like i tried putting some herbivores um in with the uh it's not the tyrannosaurus but the the kind of smaller version of it that has mm-hmm. sort of like the horn right here yeah so I he's put one of the, the early ones in there. yeah and it just like they just demolish those guys <laughs> yeah i also like that everywhere. you can you can give them like a bucket like the carnivores a bucket of meat or you yeah, can yeah. just give them a live goat to go yeah, hunt yeah. things like that you know an homage to the first Jurassic Park movie. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, yeah, overall, I really like yeah, yeah. this as a sim and a strategy game. I think it's fun. Yeah. Uh, I was curious to hear how it ran on console, or not even just ran, but I'm sure it looks and runs fine. But like, yeah. does, are the controls pretty good? Without a mouse and keyboard, do you feel like you're able to snap borders to where, they, like, does it snap to edges and stuff like that pretty well with roads and all that stuff? Or do you are you finding it finicky to control? Um, so. It doesn't snap. Um, the camera uh, was kind of a um, not like not smooth, but like I was just. It almost felt like it was inverted. I think my brain thought it was inverted when it wasn't. But like once I got used to the camera and I was just playing for like a few hours, uh, it, it was fine. I just wished okay. um, you could zoom across the map a little faster. Like basically, what okay. I do is I zoom out and then I kind of move the cursor over to like wherever I want to go, and it seems to go a bit faster. But I, I, I wish gotcha. it just moved like a little bit faster, but. Um, yeah, no, the controls are fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, super fun. Um, mm-hmm. I honestly, I had forgotten that I bought the game and then I remembered because I saw this trailer just real quick. I'll bring it up. It's called Planet Coaster. I don't know if any, if you've heard of oh, that. Oh, yeah. I have heard um, of this, yeah. I, I literally didn't even know about this game's existence. I think it's I an old like... game that's now coming back out again. Or well, I think I it think. came out last year. Oh, okay. I thought it was older than that. But there's a console version coming out, and it's going to be on PS5 as well. And um, I saw the trailer of it. I think I was scrolling through Facebook, and I just saw it. I was like, oh, this looks interesting. Um, The trailer just looked really good. I I thought, like, visually, like, it looks like a decent game, like, graphically, for, like, a park sim sim game where you're creating a park. Um, But there's, like, a lot of customization, and and there's some pretty uh, fun videos that I found. I was actually showing Renee one. Where like this dude built basically the uh, roller coasters like I don't even know like twenty thousand feet into the air just like just not realistic whatsoever you know like an obscene like at the town of uh, top of Mount Everest like levels of of height so well it um, is called Planet so yes exactly um, but uh, it, it was released really in twenty sixteen it looks like oh, on okay. PC I thought it was last so year. not so not old but also yeah, yeah. yeah it's been a little bit. Yeah, that just looked really fun. So like, then I remembered I had the Jurassic Park game. But um, yeah, it's gonna be on PS Five, so I'm actually considering nice. buying it because it looks really fun. So, well, now that you don't have to buy Destruction All Stars, you can uh, you can get yes. that. <laughs> yep. Yeah. By the that way, was, uh... you guys, kind of a side note before we keep talking about stuff we're playing, have you heard any updates on now that Destruction? So, if any listeners haven't heard for whatever reason, the Sony delayed Destruction. All Stars, I think that's what it's called, Destruction Derby All Stars, whatever it's called, yeah, think, to yeah, February, yeah. and they've made it a PS Plus game. So that's really cool in terms of value, and it could build a fun multiplayer audience. Think, think Rocket League, where it could be a lot of fun. Um, so I don't think it's a bad move. It's just, have you heard what they're going to do with what you already pre-ordered this as part of your bundles? I, I think. Yeah, it's part of our both. Dan, yeah. Daniel and I got the bundle that has that game and Miles Morales. I wanted Destruction All-Stars. Like, I would have been that one person that bought it at launch, even if it wasn't part of the bundles. Um, even though I will say, I think, $70 without playing the game. Of course, it could have been, like, Rocket League, to me, 
just looking at it didn't look like a $20 game. Um, but I feel like they should have charged me a hundred dollars for that game. Um, but anyways, um, so anyway, they, because they've delayed this, um, the news that I'm hearing now, I haven't officially called GameStop because I've called them several times about other stuff. And if you've ever dealt with GameStop's, uh, customer service, it's all done overseas. 99.999, a hundred percent of them don't know what they're talking about. Don't know what they're doing. <laughs> So you never want them to modify your orders at all. In fact, like Daniel and I were like texting back and forth. I'm like, man, I got this email telling me to upgrade my shipping. And we both wanted day one shipping. And we got an email saying, hey, you can upgrade to day one shipping. So I called them right away because I was like, hey, this email is being sent. I would imagine big corporation that this is an email they would have sent to their customer service reps first, preparing them for phone calls. Nope. I get on the phone with the guy. He has no idea what I'm talking about. He's then like, well, I can upgrade you to um, next day shipping. But my paranoia kicked in because I could tell, you know how you can read people. I could tell even through the phone, he didn't know what he was doing. And I just don't trust GameStop. I was like, no, 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 don't touch my order. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. If you don't, <laughs> don't know, don't, if you don't, don't know, touch that. Don't yeah, I did say I said that several times. I was like, if you don't know about this email that I'm talking about, I don't want you to touch my order. Sure enough, I called back a few days later, thinking again, if this email is legit, that they've now got some people that are educated on this. So I just wanted to test it out, and I did actually get somebody who knew what I was talking about. He's like, oh, you got that email? Hey, that email is sitting in error. Here's the ah. deal. If I go and touch your order, I can do it. I can up, update your order, but he explained how it goes back into a queue, and technically I'm kind of canceling your order, so therefore you would have to reorder it, but since it's sold out, you can't reorder it. So your order will just get canceled. So I was like, <laughs> no, 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 don't touch my order. And he's like, yeah, that's the best thing to do. Don't, <laughs> don't touch it. Yeah. So anyways... Point is, is I I will not call about this right now. I just want the PS5 in my hands. Once Are you just going to pretty much wait till you get there? The you'll get it, and then you'll find out what they say. All right, you have another game, or here's your credit, yes. or whatever. Okay. Well, and what I've heard is people have already called. So in the bigger groups, like Beyond, have already called, and they already said that their plan is to either give us a $70 gift card or $70 back. Yeah, I would imagine knowing GameStop, they're going to go gift card because they want to keep the money. I'm fine with that because I'll just replace it with another game. Oh, yeah, because okay. okay. that's not a big deal. That actually works out do, for me because I was going to yeah, trade I'll it, do it in as soon as yeah, as soon as I yeah. uh, as soon as I get the the PlayStation Five, I'm calling them. Yeah, Wait, you say, were going to trade it in. I was going to trade in the game. Well, I was going to like give it a try, but then like trade okay. it in towards something else which you would have only probably gotten 30 30 yeah exactly but now if they're giving me a 70 dollar gift card then boom yeah it actually works out for both of us yeah um we both can get demons wanted it but or i wanted it he didn't want it but i i'm happy not having to pay for it there's too many games way too many games that i know i would have will you play demon souls dan yeah i i have it uh i have it pre-ordered so i mean i'm obviously interested to see because it out of out of all those games coming out, like that and Spider Man look like the yep. most next gen. Demon Souls games. looks so good. Yeah, yeah. So 
So I am it curious does. to play it. I still think the Souls series is overrated. So just saying. Ooh. All right. Before we go down that road, uh, I also see on here Dead by Daylight. I think that was you too, Dan. Is this something that you've been yeah. diving into recently? Yeah, I uh, I was watching the Easy Allies and they were playing it. I I had uh, it was on PlayStation Plus at some point, so I like just you know put it in the queue, purchased it, quote unquote. You know, it was a free game, so um, and I saw them playing it. I was like, this actually does look really fun. I I, I want to give this a shot. I when I played the uh, Friday the Thirteenth game, I I wasn't totally feeling it, but I don't have like a deep connection with Jason, the Jason movies and all that. Okay, yeah, same here. Um, so like this one is is an original game, kind of a similar concept. You're playing a killer, so it's one versus four people. They're survivors. Um, mm-hmm. You're on a map, and there are generators uh, sporadically spaced out. So what they're doing is is they're going to the generators, and it's like a little mini game. Um, like a little ring pops up, and basically you have to hit L one, I think it is, um, to hit the have the little arrow. Uh, hit the uh, the kind of like the little section that pops up, um, and if they don't, then the generator basically the meter goes back down. So they're trying to fill the meter to basically activate all the generators, and they need to activate okay. five generators in order to then be able to open one of the uh, escape routes. I was going to say, so it's not about taking down the killer, Jason. No, it's about they can't escaping. fight you. Yeah, they can't fight you. They there's some um, there's abilities that the survivors can utilize so basically there's a leveling up system survivors will have unique abilities the killers will have unique abilities what kind of um, abilities stuff to like slow them down and distract and all that or what does yeah it um a lot of some of it is a little more detailed than others like there's certain abilities that make you a little faster for like a certain amount of time if like okay. you nailed if you got a hit on them um or okay. like or like add-ons where like they they'll have a flashlight so if they if they get the flashlight and they have to be like right in front of you. So the flashlight's a little tricky. So you'll actually be blind for a few seconds. That gives them more time to run away from you. And of um, course the killer doesn't have any uh, ranged weapons, right? It's all melee. So you have to catch up to them to kill them. Right? There's one character on there. I think it's the huntress where I think it says something about, she throws hatchets. Oh, okay. I haven't tried her okay. yet because it seems the controls aren't like fantastic. So I haven't tried her yet. Cause I'm afraid that the, because of the controls are, like a little not perfect that she would be hard to use so i haven't tried her yet um but yeah mostly melee like you know hatchets and this cross-platform play i don't know i haven't because i know it's on everything it's even on switch i've seen that it's on there i'm just curious if you can play across platforms yeah i don't i don't actually know 100 percent um but i did kind of want to maybe get like a group of people together and try it out because it's it's i do want to try it i've always been curious about games like this like i did want to try evolve i never really gave it a shot because i didn't really have the right crew to go play it but this one sounds like it's doing better commercially as well um yeah there's a lot of dlc for it like a ton yeah, and I think there's actually players. Like Evolve was a wasteland. Um, but yeah, I think there's actually people playing yeah. Dead by yeah, Daylight. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, dude, like there's something about it being streamed that just DLC. does it, right? Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like I, I knew of the game. Um, I just had never tried it out because I, I think I just assumed it was one of those multiplayer games where you do need to get a crew, a crew of people together. But you can mm-hmm. hop in by yourself. You can choose to either be the killer or one of the survivors, and then it'll just pair you up with randoms. So nice, nice. Um, so that's it's, cool. It's easy to play. Yeah, it's easy to jump in and jump out. And um, what are you playing it on PS4? Yeah, yeah. So it runs fine. 
Um, it's it's not like a super intense, heavy visually game. So it's it's not like the prettiest game, but also that's kind of part of the aesthetic because it's like kind of decrepit, like Halloween esque, you know? Yeah, murky old slasher flick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, by yeah. the way, um, there's definitely some audio delay happening it might just be me i don't know yeah, but so there listeners <laughs> please forgive us i don't know who it is my i did a couple different speed tests just now during our conversation and my it's telling me that my upload and download speeds are really great so i don't know if it's just me i'm getting a delay sometimes from you dan but not always and a lot from you derek i don't know it could be zencaster so we're, we're using the zencaster platform and there could just be a delay while it's yeah. trying to record our video too so forgive us for the slight delays and every once in a while talking over each other. We don't mean to do that, but um, anyway. Or do we? Or do we? We might. Uh, I wanted to mention a couple demos I've tried real quick, and then Derek, if there's anything you, you're playing, you can tell us about that. And if you guys have tried these, please, I want to hear your thoughts too. Uh, the first one I played this week was our buddy Dan Phillips talked about, hey, I'm trying out the new Immortals Phoenix Rising demo. Are you, anyone else trying it? And I basically was like, nope. It's on Stadia. Why would I try it? And then he was like, yeah, but it's for free. You just create a Stadia account, don't sign up, and you can try the demo for free. And then I felt stupid. I was like, oh, didn't know that. So I created a free Stadia account. <laughs> the, all you have to do is you, you you click on the button when you go to the website that says to sign up for the free trial. And then when it gets to the end of that process, you just say, no, thanks. You just don't want to sign up for the trial. So then you have your Google Stadia account created. You just don't have access to any of their games right then. But you do have access to three demos, one of them being um, the uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising demo. So I played it, and I had a mixed experience mostly because of the Stadia platform. If it's just the game itself, I am thrilled and pumped and super hyped for this game. But I'll talk about Stadia just real quick. Um, when you're hardwired, and I've tried it both wireless and hardwired, when you're hardwired, it actually works pretty well for the most part. I did notice a dip. I, I had some of my kids sign on to other devices and fire up like Netflix or YouTube or something. And then there was a noticeable like whomp in my Stadia connection. I, I noticed it. Um, listen, some of you are out there like, duh, that's how it works. Yeah, I get it. But again, if it's going to be a viable gaming platform, it needs to be able to handle traffic it just has to so stadia still isn't the platform for me for gaming that's fine if other people like it that being said when i was able to smoothly experience immortals phoenix rising i thought it looked fantastic i thought it played really well it reminded me a lot of uh assassin's creed odyssey the combat did because you've got your your um light attack and your strong attack mapped to your two right trigger buttons the shoulder button and the right trigger button um you've got a dodge you've got um some of the combos that they have and the loot system and the gear screen look very much like origins and odyssey did with their, with their loot. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think Dan, yeah, we were texting about this. It's a little was... more aerial. Oh, sorry, Derek. What were you saying? Yeah. yeah. Well, I was just trying to say, I felt like the combat was more like God of war slash kingdom of Amalur than Assassin's Creed, like everything else, like the, the menu screen and, upgrading your character and all that stuff yeah that's assassin's creed but like I, combat wise i felt like it was more like well, i haven't played of kingdoms of amalur so i couldn't speak to kingdoms that one of amalur is like the first rpg to really go like fast style combat and use yeah. multiple weapons and 
it really did it, it really back then. That's why some reviewers like Colin from IGN actually gave that game a 9.0. It really isn't a 9.0. Like it, it isn't objectively, especially nowadays. But back then, what it was doing, most RPGs weren't doing that. So that's why he gave it a 9.0. Okay. Uh, but yeah. yeah. Well, I know a lot of people love the combat in Kingdom. So that's probably not a, a knock on it. That's just what it compares no, to. Since I think this it. is smoother. It's definitely smoother. I mean, okay. granted, it's what, eight years later? Yeah. Um, but I, I actually, I played the demo too. I didn't go Wait, through the think? whole mission. I played like 10, 15 minutes because... Okay. Um, PC Master Race snob, it did not look good at 1080p streaming <laughs> trash. Yeah. Um, but I did like it. It actually, here's the thing like, I made a post about it and beyond thinking, I, I guess I was naive. I thought people were excited about this game. They're not. First of all, most people didn't even comment. And then the I ones mean, that commented were like, it's trash. It's, do their opinions matter cheesy. in that group, really? Huh? <laughs> I said, do their opinions even really matter? I mean, they don't. I, that's <laughs> why I don't argue with many people and beyond. I argue really with only Fab because he's an idiot. <laughs> but other than that, I don't fight with a lot of people unless you're completely stupid. And then I'll take a dumb jab at you. But um, as far as gaming opinions, no, I don't trust most of them. But I was actually expecting, again, I wasn't expecting like a, like if I was to make a post about Miles Morales or something like that where all the Sony fanboys would jump on it. But I was expecting some like, yeah, I'm excited for that game. Oh, it looks good. No, every comment was negative. Like, it's trash. It's cheesy. I played the demo. It's dumb. So I was like, no, oh, I like the demo. Well, that's the thing. This was before I played the demo. So I knew yeah. about the Dan- demo before Dan Phillips made the post, but I didn't actually play it. And then when I saw his post, I was like, you know what? Just you're excited about this game. Go play it. And so yeah. it actually surpassed my expectations. Now, I will Good say for me, too, for anybody who doesn't know anything about the game, the tone of the game is more. And we talked about, it, I think, on last week or the week. Before very lighthearted. It's yeah. very lighthearted. It's not serious. And so yeah. I was expecting serious. So when I got the lighthearted at first, I was like, no, this is not what I want. But then as I kept listening to them talk and tell the story, I was like, okay, this is kind of funny. Like these guys are kind of funny because they're banned. Again, it's that cheesy charming. Like I'm fine with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think that's what's turning totally hooked. And I think I'm going to do what uh, Tim and I were talking about. And that's, I think I'm going to go ahead and order or do the monthly subscription of Ubisoft. And here's why. For $15 a month, you get access to... It's basically EA Play. You get access to all their games. Yep. You get access to their launch titles, like full access. But the cool part is you get the ultimate versions. So you don't yep. get all just the, the $60 version. You get the season passes. You get any DLC that comes with it. Again, you don't yep. own it, but while you have the service, you have access to it. Oh, so by the way, was, on PC, you also get access... I know, Derek, you don't care about these, but their Anno series, which are really awesome wow. strategy sim games. Uh, you get yeah. access to all of those too. So yeah, I think it's worth yeah, that. giving it a try. Well, yeah, and think about it. Like I now I'm going to have access to the $100 version of Assassin's Creed, the $100 version of that. And then also I think I'm going to go ahead and do it now, even though I've already purchased Watch Dogs, to get access to Watch Dogs content because, and I'm not going to cut you off, I'll let you go back to talking about your games, but Watch Dogs is what I'm playing, and that's what I'm going to talk about. And let's just say, to me right now, it's worth 
investing. No, we can transition to that. Tell me what you think about Watch Dogs Legion so far. Because I know this was one. I love when this happens. When when someone, in this case it's you, is not looking forward to a game. That they haven't been sold on the concept, whether it's the way it looks or the way the gameplay is being sold, whatever yeah. it is. And I know you weren't sold. You made that really clear. But now you're playing it. And from what I can tell from the things that you've said, it sounds like you're loving it. Yeah, totally. Um, so I love Watch Dogs. I actually tried to replay Watch Dogs too. If anybody's paying attention to my PlayStation, I logged on a couple times this week actually and tried to get back into Watch Dogs 2. Um Watch Dogs 2 is not as terrible as I said, but I still hate like I don't I'm not invested in the story at all. So that yeah. being said, that kind of obviously took away from any hype I had for Watch Dogs Legions. And then we talked about it before, so I won't beat a dead horse, but basically what even killed my hype for it even more was finding out there was no like real protagonist. Yep. You just play as a character until you die and you repeat like you come you come back as somebody else right and as you're alive here's the cool actually ended up being a really cool part so as you play with the character you're playing with you can recruit other characters so it's kind of like um uh, like a pokemon or when i played nino kuni i would like recruit new like little monsters to fight for me or fight with me um so it's the same thing here you're recruiting an army essentially that's part of the plot to build up dead sec again and in order to recruit these people you don't just walk up to them and have an awkward con- although the conversations are awkward but you don't have an awkward conversation and they go yeah i like dead sec i'm part of your gang you have to do something for them you have to earn their trust and their respect so they'll join it some people it takes one mission some people hate dead sec so it takes a couple of missions, maybe even mm. more, because uh, I haven't actually converted somebody who's hated dead sec. Um, but then they'll join. And and the funny part was I had just started the game, so you do the you know the the intro, the prologue, and then they put you out in the open world. And the first thing I do is, and I'm not exaggerating, there's literally two black guys in front of me. I start talking to one. I'm like, all right, I'll just recruit him. I want to see what this recruiting thing is. So he tells me what to do. I go to his area that he tells me to go to i kill who he wanted me to kill get the data he wants me to get and then you know me i don't pay attention i don't read anything but (laughs) after i did that they told me to go do something else for him and i assumed i was driving back to him so i got in my car because it was far away and drove and as i'm driving first of all london's streets are terrible like they're (laughs) not made for open world gaming they're very like most of them are very slender and there's always traffic and even people they drive are, on the wrong side of the road. Yeah. <laughs> even people that are uh, from there will tell you, you don't go faster than 10 miles per hour. It's always traffic and it's always backed up. So in the game, it's not backed up, backed up like that, but it is hard to to maneuver. In fact, the driving mechanics for this game actually work because they're very arcadey and real sensitive. Like you can be going hundred miles per hour and make a sharp, like, maneuver without like sliding all over the place because if they did that it would be impossible to drive but anyway so i'm driving back and i'm not paying attention to the map and i'm apparently where i'm supposed to be for the mission and i run over somebody and i'm not even trying to run over him and the bot the bot is like your dude who talks in your ear and he kind of reminds me of like um portal portal 2 the dude talking in your ear um and he's just like oh 
I don't think he wanted you to do that. Mission failed. And I ran over who he wanted me to talk to or recruit or whatever and killed them. And so now the guy I had originally was trying to recruit now hates DeadSec like with a passion. Like he's furious. <laughs> I like did him a favor, then killed somebody he didn't want me to kill, and now he hates it. So I see why you guys are called DeadSec. <laughs> yeah. Good was. So it's a really it's a really good game so far. Like it's beyond what I expected it to be. And the fact that you can literally walk up to anybody and have a random conversation and then they'll give you a mission. And each mission so far seems like it's unique. Like it's just not the same thing over and over. They're not like super in depth. They're usually just go to one area, break in, kill somebody, get something, do something, you know, pull somebody out that's in prison and get them, and then boom, they'll join you. But I each think- person that joins you has attributes, so you can scope people out. So if somebody just has, and they do this obviously purposely, somebody just has the ability to drive one car, and that's their special, but you're not going to waste your time recruiting them. But if you look at somebody and you're like, holy crap, this person has four special abilities and they're useful, then you're willing to work with them. Mm. So, And there's that's a cool. lot of them like that. So it's not like they made the population 99% useless and one percent useful it seems like for the most part it's probably 30 percent useful 70 percent useless um, do you know is it the same for you than it would be let's say dan starts playing this would he see the same characters the same skills or is that randomly generated for each player do you know that i don't know i don't hmm. think i would think it's the same people but they might be randomly generated in the world yeah but because each one has an assigned mission and they're telling you where to go it might be all saved to one location yeah i was just curious like could someone for example make a guide and say you can find this awesome driver in this location and this is where you know you can probably. always find that guy. i'm gonna yeah. say probably yes well okay. i'm wondering um, if there's like a schedule right like maybe like at certain time like is there a night and day cycle or I haven't done anything at night yet, so I okay. don't think. Well, so. I was wondering if, like, maybe like those characters might be at certain locations at night versus the day and things. I like assumed that. you have night there because a lot of the trailers appear to be very yeah. dark nighttime. I imagine like once I get further in it. I mean, I'm five hours in, but as okay. far as story missions, because I do a lot of recruiting, I'm probably on the fourth or fifth story mission. I might be further in. I'm yeah. really addicted. Like, I really yeah, like. Yeah. It's one of those games where, like, while I'm working, I'm like, I'd rather. I'd rather be playing. <laughs> now, Those are, the best. are you finding that there's a compelling story moving you along here? Or are you just really digging the gameplay? Yeah, I know it got knocked in reviews. Like, who's done a good story? And I do think that's from not having one protagonist that you feel something for or whatever. Um, but just to give everybody the gist of it, the intro, the prologue is you go in as like almost like a James Bond type agent. And he's like going into this palace to stop a bomb. And he does successfully stop the bomb. But as he's in there stopping the bomb, they discover that there's like four or five other bombs set in four or five different locations. And lo and behold, they all blow up. The antagonist shows up, not literally, you can't see them, but like an image of them talking to him, talking to the James Bond dude. And he's they're basically like, you haven't stopped us, blah, blah, blah. There must be blood. We must it almost remind me of Mass Effect or almost every game we must annihilate to restart 
So their their whole point is to start taking out the population. And so they kill James Bond, and then that's where you start. You select who you want to start the game with, your mm-hmm. random uh, agent. Cool. And uh, and then from there, you're just building DedSec. So DedSec is literally you and then one other person who escaped when they were all like uh, being gunned for. Now, there might be others alive, and as you go through the story, they might be like, oh, shit, this person's alive. Let's go get them. But for right now, all I'm aware of is two people, and that's, well, one person's alive from your original group, and then you're the, the person recruiting people. A lot of the gadgets and, and uh, gameplay, the stealth, the combat, does it feel familiar? Yeah, it does, but I like this one. Here's here's another reason why I didn't like Watch Dogs 2. It wasn't just like the characters and stuff like that. I just didn't like like the missions. They're all the missions felt forced to play stealth. Which I get in that game if you're going for real any type of realism, you really do have Might to Might be why stealth. I liked it so much. I yes. Um and even when I went back to Watch Dogs 2, it was confirmed that yes, I did not remember this wrong. The missions basically force you to play stealth unless you want to put it on super baby mode, I guess. But Marcus doesn't have a lot of things to defend himself. Um, And so it was just kind of stupid. I didn't like it. Um, This one, yeah, they encourage you, obviously, to play by stealth, but I can do whatever I want. It depends on the character you're playing as, right? Because each one has different, you know, strengths Mm -hmm. and weaknesses. So that's what's cool. Strengths and weaknesses, plus you are constantly able to upgrade you can just go through the open world and grab tech points and those tech points unlock more tech upgrading Mm -hmm. your tech so that obviously makes your character more powerful even though you're not really upgrading your character Mm -hmm. but things that i like about it the world i do like the story so far the gameplay i do like the characters although some are terribly voice acted but that's again because there's so many characters in the game. They are clearly using like some type of voice automator. Like it's like it's probably the same voice actor, and they're just shifting the tone um, for it. some of these characters. And some like the main guy I'm using right now, absolutely terrible. He sounds absolutely terrible. I'm like, just do not talk. <laughs> to him. Um, Excuse me. But overall, it's a pleasant surprise. Obviously, I won't say it's my game of the year. I did say in my post that I was like, man, this is legitimately a game that has a shot at game of the year. And I do think it does. But then when I look back, I'm like, is it really The Last of Us 2? Is it really Ghost of Tsushima? No. It's (laughs) really, really good, but it's hard to say it could even possibly be better. But let me say this before we move on to the next game or whatever it's not fair to compare a game like this to those two games. Cause those two games, while they are fun, their whole goal is to attach you to a story emotionally. And I've talked about this on our shows before. It's like, I love rocket league. Rocket league clearly is the greatest game I've ever played, but ask uh, me if it's I my love favorite the storyline of, of rocket all time. League. It's such a good story. <laughs> yeah. But rocket Don't league is not my favorite game I of do. all time because there's no emotional connection to rocket league. It's just a fun game. Same thing with this. I think this game is your rocket league for open world games. It's just one of those. You jump in, you recruit guys, you go kill things, you do stealth, do whatever you like, play however you want. You explore an amazing city. By the way, I bought it on PC absolutely amazing i'm so glad i went pc i was actually really leaning towards consoles because it is a next-gen game that's gonna have ray tracing and all that stuff 
but actually I'm finding that my PC with the LSS is going to end up being better than I have a feeling these consoles. You don't have is to it mostly me. urban? Like I know a lot of these open world games that even if they're set in a city, like Watch Dogs 2, still had some countryside type areas you can go to is is I'm legion as far as you can tell the, they're pretty much all city yeah so far i have not explored outside of london everything okay. is in london right now i don't know as you go through the store if it branches out i don't think this is a short game i imagine it's a 40 to 80 hour game like i don't know i haven't done my research on that like i normally do but um i i'm i did look at the map and I'm playing in one like one little area, and the map's way larger. I got you. Yeah. But yeah, man, all you have to do is take a look at this game and the reflections, especially like right now before we we uh, did the show. I've been playing on my 4K, but I decided to boot it up on my 1080p laptop, which I've said before has a really really good screen. And I did ultra settings, ray tracing on ultra, so everything's maxed out. And I'm still running high frames per second, so there's no like stuttering or anything. Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, like it's yeah. really with, hard like on this. DLSS, uh, and for folks who don't know what that is, if you have PC, you can get surprising amounts of visual improvements if the if the developers have decided to include DLSS in their graphical settings. Yeah, they not, they not only included DLSS, but they give you so many like options. They even yeah. have like an 8K option. They tell you choose this one if you have an 8k screen um it's called like ultimate performance it's crazy uh, ultra ultimate performance. performance but i'm yeah. choosing the one that's on quality which is focused on your looks of your game and for mm-hmm. those who don't know what the lss is is basically like if you're running a game at native 4k like the you you have it set to 2060p um the game you can set it to where it will basically process it or run it like it's at 1080p but you're still looking at it like everything it's showing you is 4k it looks so for anyone who's curious what this is it's been around for about a year and a half mm-hmm. uh it was developed by nvidia and it stands for i just looked it up i don't know this i didn't know this before it stands for deep learning super sampling it's an image yeah. upscaling technology that so far is only used in select video games i'm, I'm thrilled to hear that watchdogs use it that's really cool but the idea is it can upscale lower res images to a higher resolution based on your display, which basically allows you to not tax your machine as much to still deliver a high quality image. Yep. Really cool stuff that they've done here. Yeah, there's no way. Point is, is I only have an RTX 2070 in my laptop. There's no way... I run this game at 4K above 30 frames per second with any type of ray tracing. I probably could maybe do 4K at 30 frames per second mm. on medium to high settings, but no ray tracing. Yeah. Yeah. With DLSS, I'm able to activate ray tracing if I want. Um, and I'm able to run it at pretty high settings with ray tracing to hit 30 frames per second. If yeah. I want to go higher than 30 frames per second, even with DLSS, I got to cut ray tracing. Ray tracing is just too taxing. It like yep. doubles everything. Yep. So, um, well, listen, anyways, Ubisoft right is uh, still one of my favorites right now. I mean, it sounds yeah. like Watchdog Legion is going to be. I can't wait for Assassin's Creed. I am disappointed. Sorry, case, Derek, go ahead. I was just going to say, and then I'll let you talk. Um, 
in case you don't know, Assassin's Creed does not have ray tracing. It does not have DLSS. So I'm disappointed by that um, because Assassin's Creed games are taxing. They are hard to run on PC consoles. So that's yeah. disappointing, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, so Ubisoft is knocking out of the park. I'm with you, of course. Valhalla comes out uh, the same time that the Series X comes out, I believe. It's the same day. I think. Yeah, November 10th. Um, so that's exciting. I'm looking forward to that. Watchdog Legion is one that I didn't expect to play. I expected to be this. This is going to be one that I skip until it's super cheap. But uh, with my decision to jump into Uplay Plus, I will be able to try it out on my PC. So I'll be excited about that. And Immortals, I think, looks and plays fantastically. Yeah, I, I can't highly recommend. I highly recommend folks to try that. Actually, the demo might be over by the time you listen to this. I think it was over today, actually. So never mind. Um, but it's a fantastic game. It's really cool. Uh, I also tried a couple other demos I wanted to highlight before we get into a few headlines. There's not a ton of headlines before we wrap up. But um, I tried the demo for Pikmin 3. I know it's out officially now. Pik- Pikmin 3 Deluxe, to be specific. Um, the The Switch version of that Wii U game from, I want to say it was like six years ago or something like that. Um, but, uh, so I grabbed the demo, which you can go grab right now if you want. It lets you play through three days, um, and you get to control all three of your little characters. I don't know what they're, what they're actually called, but anyway, you get to throw three of your characters who then can give out orders to the little Pikmin, uh, creatures. You get through the first boss and then it will tell you the demo is now over. You can carry this save over to the full game if you'd like, um, to progress and then, by beating that boss, you also unlock a couple of things, which is cool. So they pretty much reward you for finishing the demo and then going to buy the, the full game. Listen, Pikmin 3, I, I had nice. played one of the early Pikmin games a long time ago. Um, and I remember thinking these are charming, but <coughs> Pikmin 3 is super charming and really, really fun. It just, it, it's, at a glance, it looks really pretty. I played on handheld mode and it looked really pretty. And then I put it up on the big screen and it didn't look as pretty i i really saw a lot of jagged edges and it just doesn't it still looks like a last gen game it is the switch that's 100 i will say this if you've never played pikmin 3 it's really good like i never played the original pikmin games yeah it's really fun but i i actually bought pikmin 3 on the wii u and i think we i think emily and i beat it if yeah. we didn't beat it, we got like really far. So I invested a lot of time in that. Yeah, game. as you it's unlock the other crew members, fun. you can play, you know, local co-op together, which is really fun. You can each control different Pikmin. You get different types of Pikmin that can do different things, better attacking or breaking, you know, crystals or whatever else. Um, very fun, very creative, really cool environments. Just doesn't look amazing on a big screen, but don't get me wrong, it doesn't look bad either. It just doesn't look crisp and amazing it just looks fine on handheld mode i thought it looked great but that takes away the co-op piece uh for the most part but all that being said i really liked it go try the demo if you're curious about it um i think it's cool that they have such a lengthy demo you really get to try out a bunch of their different puzzle types and and you get a feel for the systems and how you have to maintain your food supply for your crew things like that so it's pretty fun i also played um a little bit of the hyrule warriors age of calamity demo that just came out same situation here where your progress will get saved and carry over to the full game when it releases in about three weeks. Um, this is exactly what you would expect in terms of the gameplay. It is, a, I think they call Muso games, right? Where it's just the Dynasty Warriors formula. Yeah. You run into a huge crowd of enemies and you start swinging. 
couple things here. Uh, the opening sequence alone is worth checking out because I thought the opening cinematic was really cool and the way they set up the story is really cool. Um, I, I really like what they've done, bringing some of the lore from Breath of the Wild in. So I'm very interested in the story and the lore, but just know it's going to be repetitive. It's fun, but very repetitive gameplay. Um, I've gotten to control two characters so far. Of course, Link being the first one, and then it jumps over to another character who I won't say who it is. But they're both fun to use to fight all the enemies. There's some special attacks. It's pretty much a tutorial that it walks you through for the demo. It's really fun, and it looks pretty good. I will say this, though. There's tons and tons of pop-in because they've got legitimately hundreds of enemies they're trying to display on this battlefield. And so as you move around, all of a sudden, you'll see an entire squad of enemies and allies fighting. They were like 10 feet from you, but because of the way your camera was, you couldn't see them. And then you turn your camera... And then they all appear in their mid battle. So it's things like that, that it was like, all right. So yeah. the, the hardware is compensating um, for lack of power by trying to limit what it loads in based on what your camera, things like that. So minor gripes, but uh, still looks like a really fun game. I think, I think this will be a good one. I think it'll sell really well too, because of the tie to breath of the wild. It's just a really cool take. Shout out to, um, sh- shout out to them having demos where like you actually play like, you know basically like the beginning part of the game and then you can transfer over that that um, yep. progress i i'm just, i i don't really do that like with demos but i i really appreciate it i think it's super cool so. yeah this one um i've read will let you play through the whole first chapter whatever that means i'm not sure how far that gets you but um i was able to go through and take out a couple of i don't know if they're bosses but they're definitely large characters and take over some outposts and like try generals to yeah basically mm-hmm so it's fun. They teach you to dodge and block and your special moves. And once I switched over to the new character, they did control and their attacks looked very different from Link. So I think there's going to be some variety there yeah. with your character that you pick. I, I just think there's going to be a lot of content in both of these games. In Pikmin 3 and in, and in Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, I think you've got two really great um, Switch exclusives that will ha- give you tons of content for this fall. So as much as I still wish Nintendo would have delivered some sort of major holiday like breath of the wild 2 or mario odyssey 2 like i would have loved that of course these are still really good games for the switch this fall if you're looking for something on your switch this holiday like those both of those last thing i wanted to mention real quick and see if you guys tried this is the cloud versions of games now this is nothing new to japanese gamers they've been playing cloud versions of things like assassin's creed odyssey and resident evil 7 on their switch for a while um and so this isn't new to them, but it's new to us. I think we heard about Resident Evil 7, and I think they might have done a temporary thing here. I feel like I don't remember exactly how that worked, but yeah. Um anyway, they announced it in a part in a Nintendo Direct Mini partner showcase, which we'll talk through here in a few minutes. They announced that control deluxe edition is coming to Switch. We're like, what? They got control to work on a Switch? That's amazing. So they did the whole yeah. trailer and it gets to the end. <laughs> I know I saw it at first. I was like, there's no way this is running on a switch. And then it gets to the end of the trailer for control. And it said cloud version. I was like, Oh, so what you do is you go to the eShop, you go to the listing for this control, whatever ultimate edition, whatever it's called, um, uh, cloud version. And it's a free download. It's like 90 megs or something. It takes just a couple minutes to download at most. You download it, you fire up the game and basically you can't buy this game until you play the game for five, 10 minutes. Like it, you must do that. And, and basically they want 
they don't they don't want a bunch of refunds because they you've tested out to see if the game runs or not. Yeah. So if you actually play it through for yeah, five, exactly. ten minutes, which which I did, and by the way, on my switch and handheld mode, I had no problem. I moved to different areas of my house and just to kind of see like, you know, will the stream get and I didn't have any issues. I don't know if I was just hitting a stroke of luck for those ten minutes or so or mm. what. So but it's weird it played, that you say that right? about that game. Yeah. But the fact that Stadia, Stadia, the whole point right. of Stadia is for you to be able to do that and you're having problems doing that. That's I, Again, maybe it's just coincidence, but I thought the exact same thing. I was like, Stadia's whole deal is cloud-based and games like this are being delivered to the Switch every once in a while for cloud-based. And I had a much better experience playing a few minutes of control. Now, maybe it won't be steady like that for the whole experience if you buy it. I'm not going to buy it on Switch. I already own it two other places. I'm good. And I love this game, but I don't need it on Switch. Um, but that being said, I think it's really cool that it worked. And I think it's cool that they also, I think it's smart that they make you download the trial version, play through the game, not only to demo to see if you like it, but also you get to pick, uh, do you want it to be optimized for performance or for graphics? And you pick one of those two, then you play it. Does your connection mm. hold up? Then they, then you can go to the eShop to make the purchase at that point. So I thought it was interesting. I interesting. liked it. Um, I think it's it's the future of where devices like the Switch will need to go to stay competitive with some newer games. Um, and as internet connections become stronger and more and stronger connections become more common, this totally makes sense. Same thing with Stadia. It makes sense. You just have to do it well. That's all. Um, so anyway, I did try that. I liked it. And Hitman 3, which we'll talk about, is the next big cloud version game that's going to be coming to the Switch. Um, which to me, Control is a tougher one because it's so real time action. Whereas with Hitman, it's going to be much slower paced and I think we'll do even better, yeah. but who knows? And by the way, it looked amazing. It looked really, really good. I was like, like, obviously the switch isn't running this, but I was, my mind was blown with how good control looked on this little switch. And I even put it on the big screen too. And it looked great there too. Um, I'm sure side by side, it wouldn't be quite well, it's as funny because it looked really good. The PS4 like had issues running it, like or even the Pro, right? Like, didn't the Pro PS4 Pro even have some yep. issues? I've heard so. Yep. yep. Yeah. So anyway, really interesting stuff, and I don't know. I, again, I don't know if it's the future. I don't know if it's. I can't necessarily recommend Switch owners go buy this right now. I think you could safely if you've got a good internet connection, go experience it and enjoy it. But I, I don't know. I don't know if it'll hold up for the whole experience or not. Anyway, I think if they allow you to test the game this like the way that you did with with this um mm-hmm. with this one then then that will be a good a, a way to kind of let people play these newer games if if they can yep. have, you know, it where you're not having to download it and it runs smooth and it, you know, it's fine like yeah, that's a yep. good that's a good uh, option for sure. I think so. I think it is. Um, speaking of Nintendo though, it's one of the big headlines this week was they dropped another surprise direct mini. Um, they've been doing the these like one. without, this is their last one in 2020. They said that a lot. They wanted to make sure that they we did. didn't expect anything else from them in 2020. <laughs> um, but, uh, anyway, they've been doing this a lot where they'll, they'll give you a quick notification just a little bit before, and then they'll just drop the full video. Here it is. So they, they've been doing this a lot recently, almost like they're saying these aren't a big deal. Here's another one. So anyway, I'll go through these headlines real quick. I thought some of them are pretty interesting. 
they gave an update on Bravely Default 2, which had a demo last year. I don't know if you guys tried that, but I thought the demo was fun and it looked really good. They took pieces took pieces from Octopath Traveler. Some of the combat reminded me of the Final Fantasy remakes they did on DS as far as just the art style. Of course, looks way better, but like so, art style reminded me of I that. I didn't want to be nitpicky, but I am, I am the RPG guy here. I'm not quite sure of the Octopath reference there. Are you talking just about the, the environments? Just when you're navigating environments. Okay. Yeah, if you go back well, and watch, like with so with, well, with bravely, it's more hand drawn as opposed to pixelated, but it like kind of similar right. style as far as going to like foreground back uh, background that's, of the. Um... That's exactly it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So not not the pixel art approach, but where you've got a lot of the um, the depth of focus that they did with Octopath yeah, that yeah, was very yeah. clever and very pretty looking. I noticed some of that yeah, yeah. with some of their environments um, in this one too, but it is officially coming out on February 26th, uh, 2021. And I, I think it looks really cool. I'm excited for it. It sounds like they took a ton of feedback from people yeah. and have, and have uh, tweaked some of the systems. So I'm looking forward to that one. That's voice a, that's a acting cool is a little, not great, <laughs> but oh, as much it's, as I love it, it's not the best, it but it wasn't perfect in Octopath either. But I did like it, but it wasn't. Yeah, fun. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Dan, this should get you excited. On March twenty third, you can play the follow up to Story of Seasons already. That is Pioneers of Olive Town. Yeah. So, um, again, looked like the clean anime visuals and all that stuff. I'm just surprised because I think yeah. didn't Story of Seasons well, just my... come out this year? Well, so that was a remake of an old Harvest Moon. I think it was a. I think it was a Game Boy Advance one. So it was uh, a remake of that. Got it. Got um, whereas it. Okay. this is a this is like their next new one that's like an original okay. story okay. of seasons. So it's very confusing because it's story of seasons because they no longer can do technically Harvest Moon because I guess the I think the publisher that owns the name does Harvest Moon Harvest Moon now. Whereas the developers, the original developers of Harvest Moon, separated and now they do got story it. of seasons. So yeah. okay. Well, that one comes out on March 23rd. Uh, then they showed this game called Surviving the Aftermath. That looked kind of interesting. It's a post-apocalyptic strategy sim game, a combination of city building and some RTS-type combat, which looked cool. They showed another trailer for Immortals Phoenix Rising, which, don't forget, is coming to the Switch. I thought that the footage they showed, which was Switch footage of that game, looked pretty good as well. The art style, as we've already talked about, I think lends itself to being a game that will look good on the Switch because... Court Breath of the Wild already looked good on the Switch, so I think it'll I think it'll look good. It's just a question of will it run well. I think it will. Ubisoft does a pretty good job on their Switch games. Um, oh, Derek, finally, Bakugan Champions of Astroia comes out this week, November third. Yes. So yes, you can stop complaining <laughs> about that one. Yeah, I know you've been waiting. You know what? Though I I totally missed out on the Ultimate Special Edition, so I just I oh feel you stupid. did. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, I totally missed out. That game yeah. looks ugly yeah. AF. Um, Griftlands, though, <laughs> this deck-building roguelike game from Clay. And I really like these guys because they're the ones who made Mark, Mark of the Ninja. I love that game. Um, but this roguelike game called Griftlands comes out in the summer. This one looks really cool. Um, now, deck-building card battle games never really hold my attention for super long, but I'm willing to give them a shot. So I, I do like that dev. Tropico 6 is coming out on November 6th. I didn't think it looked very good, but whatever. Yeah. It's on the Switch. So there you go. Tropico is a... It's, pr- a, it's a fun game, but it visually didn't look great. It didn't look amazing. 
Um, but yeah, some some yeah. city building sim stuff there if you like those games. And then they announced the Hitman 3 cloud version, um, which is going to be streaming to the Switch. Uh, it didn't say when. It didn't say if it's going to be day and date, but I assume it'll be around the same time it'll come out. Uh, on the switch and then they that's when they announced control which at first i was like whoa they got this to run on a switch and then no it's oh no they didn't it's just internet connection but still cool we already talked about that no more heroes one and two are both coming out and actually they're already out on switch now they announced those so you can play no more heroes one and two on the switch now they were both like uh, available today uh, announcements and then no more heroes three they didn't give any more updates on the date we know that got delayed out of this year sometime into next year but we did get some new trailer action for that um can we part-time um, UF- can we just yeah, talk about how absurd that trailer was it was just absurd yeah. just a absurdly it, it hilarious was. nonsensical just hodgepodge of ridiculousness so yep which has pretty much been my experience from everything i've seen from the no more heroes franchise is just like what just happened so uh part-time ufo was announced and released that same day as well which is kind of this cute little side-scrolling physics-based puzzle game and then lastly, they did a, uh, a new trailer for Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, announced that a demo would be available that day, which it is available now, so go check it out. And they talked about how the save file will carry over from your demo. Also, they did confirm you'll get to control, at some point in the game, the Divine Beasts. So you'll get to actually control uh-huh. those massive beasts that were the main dungeons in Breath of the Wild uh, because they talk about them as during yeah. the Calamity War or whatever, they were there to defend us. And so you'll actually get to help control them at some point in uh, in Hyrule Warriors. So there you go. There was your partner showcase for Nintendo. Um, I thought it was cool. Again, nothing really life-changing. They keep putting the word mini on there to keep our expectations low. And it's working, at least for me, it's working. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, this one was kind of hefty, I think. It had a lot. There's a lot. And there's some stuff in 2021 we can already look forward to. So that's cool. Um, It still has been a while since we've heard from Nintendo about real major first-party efforts, though. So that's interesting. They've been so quiet. So the hope is that... My assumption is that a lot of that's because of COVID has slowed some processes down. I get it. But my hope is that also that they're just, you know chugging away at work on some major sequels to both Mario and Zelda. And I hope Metroid prime four isn't just a pipe dream that will actually happen. And so that's the hope is that I don't want to make excuses for them. Um, but I actually think Nintendo staying quiet, like they're not quiet, quiet, but not announcing huge games or anything like that is actually smart right now because they would get buried under this next gen stuff. And I think one of the reasons why the switch besides being an actual really cool console with great releases, especially in the first year, year and a half. um, I think one of the reasons why it was successful is because it came out after the other consoles that already come out and all the newness of them was gone. And now here comes like this new thing that they're doing on their own. So I think being quiet now is probably pretty good. And then awaiting 2021 where Zelda is going to be what? 35 years old, 25 years old. Um, I think I expect a full on celebration of that. And I do expect a new Zelda and, and we should be hearing something new with 
with Mario and Metroid and stuff like that. So anyways, the point is, is I think it's, it, it works for them. I'm not saying they yeah. pre-plan this, like next gen's going to be 2020. So we're going to be quiet. I don't believe in all those con- conspiracy theories. I think they forecast, I think they're smart, but I think in this situation, they're like, Hey, this actually gives us more time. We got to release yep. stuff, but we don't want to get buried. Cause I remember yep. when the last generation launched, they did release a couple of good games and I bought them, but I didn't play them because I was so excited about what had already released. And I only bought the Nintendo games because I loved those franchises. One of them was a Zelda game. And I think the other one was a Mario game. Yeah, I, I think they put out 3D World on the Wii U and Link Between Worlds on the 3DS that year. Yeah. I feel like that was those were the holiday games, I think. Holiday and I games. bought both of them. And if it was 3D World, I played it. I do believe it was 3D World. I played a lot of 3D World, but, but I it's, didn't it was play no it right knack. Away. Am I right? Huh? Yes, absolutely. it was no knack though. Am I right? Well, it, you make fun <laughs> of it, but knack was the first game I beat on this current gen. Listen, I got obsessed with that game, and then I was. I played knack. I I had. I know, but I literally fun. picked it over all the other ones. Don't get me wrong; I was testing all the <laughs> other games, but I had an Xbox One and a PS4. And I got into Knack and beat Knack before I beat Killzone, before Listen, I beat uh, Rise. Rise yeah. Per Colin Moriarty, Resogun is the still the best PlayStation 4 game. So Okay, Colin, like, okay, I support him over Greg Miller, but he's that is still an idiot when it comes to, like, So far games. from being true, it's not even fine. Like, he's so dumb. And he made a dumb game, by the way. So yeah. <laughs> Have you tried it? Or? Well, it's dumb. It's tough. It's dumb. I do want to talk, but when we close things out, I want to talk about stuff coming out in November to find out what you guys are interested in. But Dan, I saw that there was some Final Fantasy 16 news. Uh, what do you want to tell us about ah, yes. the, about this? Uh, their t- by the way, their teaser site is up, so you can go read a bunch of stuff about Final Fantasy 16. So what, what did they what did they tell us? Yes. Uh, so in today's Final Fantasy news, um, <laughs> and actually, I'll give you a. a okay, I would nerd. like to give you. The victory fanfare, like a little victory. Can you throw that just right in the front of that? Yeah. Nope. Kind of yeah, like the little nope. news, like bum, 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 you know, like nope. a little jingle for a news story. It's time it's for Final Fantasy Corner. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And um, uh, our three listeners just so turned off our show. The actual <laughs> world is called, uh, what is it, Valestia? If I'm pronouncing yeah, it correctly, because like we don't quite actually know. I'm going to say Valestia. I have Valestia. No that sounds okay. more Final Fantasy. Valestia or Valastia? Well, I guess we'll see because no one's mm-hmm. actually pronounced it yet in the game. Um, so the world is a uh, what is it? Land studded with colossal mountains of glittering crystal called Mother Crystals. Of that... course, they're called Mother Crystals. Of course, well, they of are. course. I mean, the, the whole concept of crystals is a very big thing, and and they're doing kind of that old school traditional, you know, uh, callbacks to the crystals. The crystals no, I'm saying as a man, I'm I'm offended that it's not father crystals. But continue. oh, I see, I get it. Okay, <laughs> well, I mean, if they don't have wieners and they have vaginas instead, then there you go. Oh, got it. Interesting. <laughs> I didn't think about it that way. Yeah, exactly. Um, so these mother crystals provide uh, ether to the people of the land, and that's how they thrive. Um, and the what is it? Five of the realms have a dominant who is the special person imbued with the transformative power of an icon or traditionally called a summon. Um, yeah. So, so like, like in that trailer, when they showed Shiva, right? She was their icon. Yes. So clearly there's a dominant who has Shiva's powers inside of him or her that can unleash yeah. that same with Titan. Um, yeah. And Joshua, 
which we was the only character that I think we knew the name of has uh has Phoenix, which we actually did see in that initial trailer. Um, well, they were clear in this little teaser thing that there's six realms, five of them have a dominant. So I think mm. that's a major piece of the story is where's the sixth one? Maybe this kid is the sixth one. Like I, I'm curious how that all is going to play out. I think it, yeah. it seems a- very based on the realms and the power struggle of who's going to control these crystals. Yeah. And yeah, it kind of reminds me of, um, so I'm going to pull from anime here. It reminds me of Naruto. So in Naruto, all the nations have a what's called a Jinjuriki or Jinjuriki, if you're going to try to pronounce it Japanese. Um, so Naruto has a um, the the fox that's inside of him, the Nine Tails. It's kind of that similar concept of there's a person with this sort of being inside of him, and the nations use them sort of to kind of as like almost like power cards. Like, hey, we got oh, this Jinjuriki that can summon this beast, so to speak. So I think okay. it's kind of that concept where in, in this game, there's these warring nations and each of them kind of treat them differently. So like in, in the, with, uh, was a Joshua comes from royalty. So that family's kind of treated, you know, not so much as like, oh, we're using you for war and stuff. They kind of respect it. They're a royal yeah. family that's respected. Um, they did confirm because people weren't a hundred percent sure. So the main character, Clive Rossfield, um, the younger fellow that you see fighting in the game that you're playing as, and then the older mm-hmm. guy with the tattoo in his face, same person. So they've confirmed that. Oh, okay. Um, now they didn't say when it comes to this dominant person, which is interesting. They didn't say if it's like one person at a time is born with it, if it's genetically passed on, if they're assigned and then so, given this connection. Did they say that? Yeah. So, all right. So Joshua is in fact, Clive's brother. Uh, Destiny chose Joshua to inherit the Phoenix's flames. Oh. There you go. So um, it is genetically so he's passed inherited on. the flames. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then Clive has been tasked uh, with uh, the, tasked to guard him. Essentially, like he's his brother. They're, yeah. They're congrats, brothers, brother. But, you um, didn't get the power, brother. but you have to protect the yeah. one who did. Congrats. Well, I'm wondering if he like I don't know if he like rejected it. Maybe I don't know if it's just yeah. kind of like a it chooses. I mean, it's the way they wrote it is they right. said destiny chose Joshua to inherit this power. So yeah, it, it yeah. apparently skipped over Joshua, but um joshua has blessed uh clive to wield a part of the phoenix flame so when you're watching the trailer you're seeing him do these special moves like there's this one where he does this move that looks like the phoenix like kind of like its feather like there's a certain move that he does or um there's that uppercut move that he does that looks like the titan's fist so clearly these dominants can utilize the icon's power and 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 somehow joshua can can use that so i'm curious how that's gonna work um yeah and sort of what that connection is there um but i'm still wondering i'm still wondering the ifrit part because and i don't know if they're just trying to trick us but in that trailer where it shows ifrit tearing into something and it's saying like joshua no like somebody's yelling almost as if joshua is ifrit so it's like is there actually two icons inside of joshua potentially and in Dang. that moment where sort of it seems like there's a betrayal and they're they're attacking that that town or that village, like maybe a dark side of Joshua comes out, whereas like Phoenix yeah. is kind of means rebirth and light and and Ifrit is sort of the darkness. Like the um, anger. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Yeah, I, I'm fascinated yeah. by what they're doing with Final Fantasy sixteen. I'm thrilled they're going back to this more medieval kind of classic setting. Yeah, and uh, and I like I like what they're setting up so far with these realms. A little bit of Game of Thrones, a little bit of yeah, sounds like Naruto as well. I mean, it just sounds like 
a really interesting take yeah. based on where Final Fantasy has gone in recent years, and I've enjoyed it. I really liked 15, um, but I'm I'm happy to see them kind of go back to their roots with this. So, I mean, yeah, this it's exciting. going to be rated mature, so they're going full on like having adult themes, really not right. pulling any punches as far as like death and and just like really just right. messed up, you know, ideas and concepts and and just really kind of yeah. just going all out. So. You know. Well, I highly doubt that they garnered any sales by the last game being teen instead of mature. Like, I just don't think that they're. I don't Obviously. think it's going to affect their sales at all. Um, no. <laughs> so here's was here was something interesting, kind of to follow up with our conversation last week about how Phil Spencer was like, we don't have to put Elder Scrolls Six anywhere else. Well, Todd Howard recently agreed with an interviewer, and I need to say that clearly. The interviewer, the interviewer. <laughs> I forget which magazine they said they made the comment that it's hard for them to imagine Elder Scrolls six, not being on the PS five and Todd Howard just pretty much said, Mm. I agree. That is hard to imagine. That's all I'll say about it. So like, it's not up to him. Obviously he's now no longer in charge of what platforms these things go on, but that's that. I think this conversation is going to be never ending until the game is actually officially announced and we hear release dates and all that kind of stuff. But it's just interesting to watch well, like the, the transaction the struggle. Yeah, the, the like transaction of buying them still hasn't concluded. So like it's, you know, there's still a lot of gray areas still figuring things out, I'm sure, you know. So yeah. well, they just. Microsoft doesn't want to say anything right now until they've right. locked in, obviously the the purchase, but also just until they've locked in a game plan of how they're going to do this. Don't get me wrong; I know they've already thought this through, but well, they need to see how many consoles shift, they sell. Like, yeah, if the Series X and S don't move the units that they are anticipating, then they're going to want to put their games out there on more platforms so i think that'll impact things as well so i don't think it's i think it would be more game pass than it would be consoles yeah if they're not seeing game pass growing from this acquisition and console sales then you might see them go okay we have to do something else we we have to release these games multi-plat but i really don't think that's gonna happen i mean we don't have to get into it now until we find out because everything's just speculation but i don't think that's what's gonna happen i think microsoft has set themselves up to succeed i'm already seeing a lot of interest in their console and i'm not talking about selling out pre-orders because we have no idea how many pre-orders they actually even had i'm talking about just people in general that were anti xbox one are now starting to say and one of them's on our show Hey, I might get an Xbox One or Series S. Are you talking about? Or I might S. get a Series X. <laughs> huh? Who are you talking about? The the <laughs> trash guy. Oh, okay. Well, we're both trash. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm not a garbage man. I work uh, in healthcare. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that'll be like Derek said. We, it's all speculation at this point. I do think Xbox and Microsoft specifically is um, holding their cards close to the vest, and they should, because there's no reason to reveal your hand this far out from the, uh, the game even being even close to the light of day. So stay quiet on it. Yeah. Let people speculate on it. Let people wonder, because the more you keep that piece kind of under, keep that one covered up, the more chance you have of building your console sales and your Game Pass subscriptions, because people don't know. you know. So keep. I would say keep that a big question mark for now. It's not going to hurt you to do that two last pieces of news before we close out one is that far cry 6 was officially delayed off of its february release date and ubisoft essentially just said it's going to be released during our next fiscal year 
which I looked it up, and that runs from April through March of the following year. So it could release a couple months you, they later. Gotta stop doing this. It could it could release a couple months later, they or it could release like in the fall or early 2022. That's interesting. These what do you companies mean they stop have to this? get more realistic. I'm not. Well, they got to be more realistic. Like I think it's, it's for the shareholders. Really, it it's is. For the shareholders. It's just like I said when they announced God of War. That was all to hype the PlayStation Five. I'm not saying they wouldn't have sold the PlayStation Five without it. This is what Sony does every time. Microsoft does it. Ubisoft does it. They all go, hey, look at this game. We're only going to show you a picture with a name on it. But hey, it's coming out 2021 early, early 2021. <laughs> and people fall for it. They're like, oh, I can't wait to play God of War. Can't wait to play. It's not coming, dude. It's, it's not, not coming, coming, dude. It's all big. It's a Far Cry 6, of course. I think all it had was a cinematic trailer, which don't get me wrong. Very cool trailer. I love what they're doing with the setting and the, the father-son dynamic there. It's gonna be, I think it can be very interesting, assuming that's father and son. I think it's gonna be very interesting. Um, but uh, I also have a feeling it could be one of the situations where Far Cry 6 becomes Ubisoft's major holiday game. Maybe not. Traditionally, Far Cry is more yeah. of a spring release, but it could become their fall game because they probably don't have... Uh, unless they're going to surprise us with Division Three or something, um, they're they're not going to have a Watch Dogs or Assassin's Creed next fall. They're releasing those this fall. So yeah, but Far Ubi's Cry really good game. about releasing new franchises. They are. Yeah, they could Ubi's have something really else good up their about sleeve. that. I mean, think about it. We're excited about what this this fall. And we are excited yeah. about two established franchises. Yeah, but there's a new one coming out too. Ubi's yeah. really good about that. So that's true. They're always so this this could be like one of those really cool surprise summer releases, like a June game yeah, or something. That'd be cool. I'm thinking summer, but um, but we'll see. Far Cry Six has been delayed. Also, one more thing on Ubisoft: they and Netflix have announced yet another partnership. They've got all these partnerships with Netflix. Um, they're doing a, a an animated Splinter Cell show. They're doing. I wanted to say they were doing something else. I forget what else they were doing, but they're Are also they doing Splinter uh, Cell. I don't think an animated Splinter Cell. I think they announced that. Um, right, right, it was right. Summer, yeah. and yeah. then uh, Assassin's Creed is getting a live action show between those two partnering up. So, I mean, listen, it can't be any worse Sweet. than the Michael Fassbender movie. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'm interested I'll take in that. I like that one. I didn't. It wasn't good, but I do like the Witcher TV show, which again isn't perfect. <laughs> The the Witcher TV show had has its flaws for sure, but it's got enough that I like that I'll keep giving it a whirl uh, when they come up with the next season. So I just I feel like series like this on Netflix or whatever service doesn't have to be Netflix, but that's the way to go with a lot of these video game adaptations is give it a series. The yeah. the two hour movies are just, in my opinion, it's too tough There's to too set much up lore, the whole world. Right? Yeah, yeah, to set up the whole world, set up the characters, and deliver a solid story. It's just, it's too difficult to do that in a movie, in my opinion. But what do I know? Like, if they if they really do end up going down the road of a Last of Us live-action version, I really would love for it to be like an HBO miniseries or something. Like, don't, don't do a two-hour movie with Joel and Ellie, but what do I know? That's, that's what I would suggest. But anyway, um, that's all that I've got for this week and uh, we are hitting about an hour and 25 minutes so i'm gonna go ahead and call it yeah, since it's 1 a.m minutes past yeah well i i just want to throw in that uh i watched the new borat subsequent movie film 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, I give it, I give it, uh, let's see, out of five, I get it. I give it 3.5 sexy times out of five. <laughs> I give it 3.5. Not as That's good as the good. first one. The, fir- the first one is a classic. I don't care what yeah. anyone says. All right. Uh, um, the new one is is not bad. It's definitely, you know, that, that kind of awkward, uncomfortable, I can't believe this is happening nonsense that the first one had, but um, it's just not is as good as the first Is it all staged one. since well, everybody should know who this so, guy is? So, like, here's the thing. Yeah. So, with the first movie, literally none of it was staged except for the Pamela Anderson where he's trying to bag her because he's trying to, you know, bring her back to Kazakhstan and make her <laughs> his wife. Um, I don't yeah. know about this one. I, I think a lot of it was not scripted. Um, especially that Mayor Giul- Giuliani stuff. That uh, I didn't see that. Oh, okay. Well, it, it's towards the end, but then some stories were coming out where they're like, oh, a com- potentially compromising uh, thing with Mar- uh, with Giuliani in the movie. Uh, well, I can already tell you that that's, this is just based on, uh, I read an actual article about it uh, as opposed to Borat's cut of it. Basically, Giuliani <laughs> was getting a microphone removed after an yeah. interview, and yeah, yeah, they yeah. made it look like in the movie like he is pleasuring himself in front of this girl. When in fact, he's removing a microphone wire from under his shirt so and retucking his shirt. I, back I can literally just, yeah, it, it. I can kind of see for like a second. Maybe it's like, oh, like if if this if the character, the actress playing the character, if if she like led him on maybe he would have been like, Hey, you're young and I'm an old creep. Maybe I'll do some stuff, <laughs> but like, it, I think it is kind of obvious. He's tucking in his shirt. Um, yeah. Cause but it's like, apparently it's Borat literally like five seconds saying you should have sex with me. I'm much older or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> well, he comes in in like lingerie, like, <laughs> Oh my gosh. So yeah. Yeah. That's, that's America. I'm surprised Sasha Baron Cohen hasn't been canceled yet, but. Uh, we'll see what happens. It's just, you know, it, I know people think it's so dumb, but it's just like you you see these people in this movie. And, and again, it's not scripted. They're actual people. And it's just like because I got my wife to watch it. She she wanted nothing to do with it. But she's like, you know what? You <laughs> like the first one so much. I love you. I'll watch. And I was like, oh, you're so brave. You're so stunning and brave. <laughs> um, and it's like the, the, the thing for me that I love is the fact that it shows the true colors of certain kinds of people that they end up putting in the movie because these are actual people. And and they yeah. say these things and uh, like this the, the the abortion it's in the it's in the trailer I'm not going to give all of it but the abort I think it's an abortion clinic or maybe it's just like um a a baby clinic where they do deliveries and stuff but yeah that mm-hmm. that whole moment is is kind of gross because of a certain what they're kind of presuming in that moment like Borat what he what he's saying because of uh. technically she ate a cupcake that had a little plastic like baby toy thing on top of it so she's choking on it so they go to this place and it, it kind of insinuates you know that oh my god he did something to his daughter but then like the doctor there is not quite reacting what would be a normal way for a human being to react being like so you're the father that's the daughter you know yeah piece two and two together and he doesn't oh quite react gosh. how a normal person should react so well you know. i'm with derek on this though my interest in this is low not only because i've just i didn't love the first movie. I thought it was funny, but um, yeah. I, I thought I thought the shticks got old really quick. Mm. But um, he's too recognizable, so I yeah. I find I'm going to find it hard to believe that there's a lot of real reactions to stuff. Uh, in this oh well, there's actually a moment in the movie where people are like, "Hey, Borat, Borat, hey, it's you," and he's like, "No, you don't. It's not me." He he puts like a bag over his head at one yeah. part. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. All right. Well. Um, 
trying to think if there's anything I've been watching, but nope. Just getting ready to start up The Mandalorian probably after we log off here tonight. So I'm looking forward to that. How about you just tell your team to actually show up tomorrow? How about you do that? I'll do my best. What? I'll do my best. <laughs> yeah. Derek's asking me, by the time people listen about. by the time people listen to this, they'll know the final score of Ohio State Penn State. It's not gonna be pretty. Sorry, man. Ohio Are you State talking is, about foosball? Ohio State is so good. Like they're ridiculously stacked. And all their players are like, yeah, we'll come back to play. I'm like, why? That's so annoying. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. They're, yeah. The Ohio State, I don't, I don't see them losing to anybody this year. I think they're gonna crush everybody. So anyway. All right. We'll talk to you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Yes, they will crush them with COVID. Yes. (laughs) 